What's up, guys? I'm EJ Stewart. Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. Happy New Year to you all, all our listeners, all of our followers and subscribers. Hope you guys had a happy and safe New Year. We got a great show lined up for you guys. Of course, we'll be talking about The Flash and some some rumors that really were spreading like wildfire across the Internet regarding what this movie and its ramifications may mean for some previous DC movies. We'll also be talking about the man without fear, Daredevil, and his future in the MCU. As we know, of course, Kevin Feige confirmed that Charlie Cox will be Daredevil, Matt Murdock moving forward in the MCU. And we're still talking about Spider-Man. It's uh, still that global phenomenon, Spider-Man No Way Home, a record-breaking movie at the box office. The creators are now starting to give us some, some interesting TVs, interesting nuggets about some of the creative process in this film. And that includes what they considered for the post credit scenes, which were actually much different from what we actually ended up getting in this film. So we got plenty to get to in this podcast. Happy to be back with you guys. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, happy new year to you. When it comes to this 2022 that's upon us now, what do you think you're most looking forward to seeing play out when it comes to superhero movies and television? Uh, Yeah, happy new year, EJ. Happy new year, uh, of course, everybody. Uh, listening, uh, you know, hopefully we have everyone out there safe, has a safe, happy, safe, you know, healthy new year. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I know Black Panther is coming out this year. Um, there are definitely some decisions to be made by the, uh, you know, the makers of that movie, Marvel yeah. Studios. Powers that be. Huh? Yeah, the powers that be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they get, definitely got to make some decisions in terms of what they're going to do with T'Challa and what they're going to do with Shuri and all the other craziness we're hearing is going on on set and all that stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the Spider-Verse also, which I know is another thing kind of kind of similar to last time, yeah. sliding under the radar. Um, yeah. You know, next thing you know, it'll be out and I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that as well. Joining me is my uh, other co-host, Kendall. Kendall, I was going to ask you the same question, but I'm actually reading on my timeline some breaking news, and I want to get to it regarding Morbius. So apparently this is a story I'm seeing on The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Morbius is being pushed back from... It's a, a release date of January 28th to April 1st, which is, you know, several months back because of the Omicron surge that we're dealing with here or everywhere, but here in the U.S. for sure. Um, obviously, this film was already pushed back from October to early 2022. And now, Kendall, this movie gets moved to April. I'll get Shamari's thoughts in a quick moment as well. But hearing this news, what do you think of, uh, of this decision by Sony? Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's an interesting decision. I mean, I was, when it comes to Morbius, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure how many people were, were, were planning on seeing Morbius in, 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 uh, January. Um, it's a little curious because they just released a movie a couple weeks ago that, you know, it's going to be a billion dollars. So right. I'm gonna do a billion dollars wherever it's at now. So it it is a little curious on that end that they're worried about the Omicron variant that was raging when Spider Man came out. 
But, <laughs> right. you know, they're going to push back Morbius. Um, so, that, I don't know if it's like, this is another one where it's like, I don't, this isn't the studio trying to protect people. <laughs> the studio knowing that Morbius isn't Spider-Man. So, while Spider-Man was able to withhold uh, the, the, the COVID spikes, um, that was a unique case in that they, they assumed that this is going to be a lot more like what we saw from Matrix, what we saw from Kingsman, especially, which was an exclusive theatrical release, yeah. uh, and that it was going to, it was going to uh, struggle. Um, but this goes back to what I talked about last week about, you know, these studios now are going to have to figure out what's an event movie and what's not. Spider-Man clearly an event movie that will always do well, no matter the the, the I don't say no matter the, the circumstance, but uh, even in this climate, was still able to do well. Movie like Kingsman, not necessarily, and that's where you right. look at Morbius, and you're like, it's a lot. Even though it's not a sequel, it's a lot closer to to Kingsman than it's Spider-Man um, in terms of its it's it's sort of uh, you know it's 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 height and it's notoriety. Um, the one thing I will say is uh, that that is an interesting time. It's about a it's about a month after the Batman comes out, um, so they're not gonna have to really deal with that for the most part. Yeah, uh, the, the height will be there. It's also a month before Doctor Strange, I believe, right? Yes, it's, yes, it's exactly a month before Doctor Strange. It's a week before Sonic the Hedgehog two, so that is the you know, could present an issue. Um, I would tend to think that there will be more excitement behind Sonic than there will be for Morbius. Uh, but you would also argue that the the demographics are going to be much different with those yeah, two. They seem, to be marketing, yeah, they seem to be marketing Morbius as kind of like a horror. Yeah, exactly. Horror. So you might be able to get people, you know, anyway. I just wonder about the second weekend, you know, may not be very good. But honestly, the second weekend for that movie is never going to be. Right. Those are now the interesting challenges that movie will have to deal with. But yeah, definitely, a, definitely an interesting move. I mean, again, the movie being pushed back again. I mean, it's gonna at what point? I mean, this is becoming become the, like the new. This is, this is becoming like the new New Mutants. You know? Yeah, like, so it's, 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 what point is the New Mutants? You know, no, New Mutants was extreme. Where it was like, right, so like two years. years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is almost more like Black Widow, but still, to the point where I still haven't seen New Mutants <laughs> because. How much has been pushed back? Yeah, um, yeah. This is. Uh, I mean, I, I pretty much agree with Kendall. I mean, this this is clearly this seems to be them um, acknowledging that Morbius, because like Kendall said, Spider Man just came out and that is a billion dollar movie. So, um, to me, it seems more of an acknowledgement that Morbius is not Spider Man, <laughs> right? And uh, <laughs> which is smart business, which is true. They're not. They're not so, being stupid. They know it's not going to make as much money. But also, even Ven- I mean, Venom was was before Omicron, but like Venom made a lot of money. So it's like you, it's, I so mean, Sony of all studios, the one studio is that Morbius isn't Venom. Even honestly, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Morbius isn't Venom. It's not even, Venom. Even just as a comic book person, Morbius isn't. Venom. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. definitely not. Um, Venom's a household name. So, so, and I like Jared Little. I, 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 I'm sure he'll do a good job as Morbius. But I mean, it's not Venom. So. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't really. I mean, I guess it's just. I think it's just them trying to maximize the profits they'll get. Maybe, hopefully, they're trying to make it so that this is not a loss for them. Um, <laughs> in terms of this how much, not as bad of a how loss. much. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> in terms of how much money 
the movie makes. Um, so that seems to be what this is. Because um, I know with, with Omicron being as bad as it is and all the, the, the forecast being that it's only going to get much, much worse in the next few weeks, particularly, that them releasing this movie now, would just it wouldn't make any money. So, I mean, that's that's kind of this business decision they're making. I mean, I guess it makes sense. So uh, it's surprising, uh, but um, but at the same time, not surprising. So, yeah, I mean, I think to me, it's it's one of those things where you, you have to take into consideration the Omicron surge and just what kind of numbers you're going to do. As Kendall mentioned, you know, like it's it's Morbius. It's not Spider-Man No Way Home. It's not an Avengers movie. And there's a lot of question marks and a lot of unfamiliarity about this character that um, are people going to be willing to risk their health to, to go see this film? I, there's a good chance a lot of people won't. Like, I, I'll i be honest. Like, would I have definitely seen Morbius in late January with the way things are? You know, and I know we do this podcast. We didn't have a conversation about it. I didn't even think about it. But uh, I don't know. I, I really, I honestly don't know. And the fact that yeah, I'm telling you... Yeah, the fact that I'm telling you I don't know says a whole lot about <laughs> where a lot of other people are who who aren't nearly as nuts about this uh you know superhero movies as we are. So, I think that it's it's the right move by Sony. I do agree that it's you know about them kind of saving their own bacon so to speak. But I also to me part of me feels like this kind of makes more sense as a uh release date anyway. I mean, the Spider-Man Oxygen is just sucking everything out of the room right now. And the notion that you think that you could do a movie that's pseudo in the same universe, but is different, so close to this film, it just seems a little odd. Like, I think that if Morbius was maybe a more high-profile character, like, maybe you can make this work. Like, if you were doing Spider-Man and then you did, I don't know, Black Cat movie, like, maybe that could work a little better. Or you did... Green uh, Goblin. Spy, or Spider-Verse. Let's say you did a Miles Morales movie a month later. Like, could you still do really well? Yeah, that might be a little easier. Morbius, I think, is going to be a much tougher sell. I think a lot of people don't even know Morbius is connected to Spider-Man. Like, there's nothing besides, like, you know, they show the pictures of the Spider-Man in the background things like that. But, I mean, they're not telling you Spider-Man is going to be in the film or anything like that. So, they're like, don't, 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 even, know, don't even know that this is a Spider-Man adjacent. So, there, Is there any chance that... that- this this being pushed back is also so they can add stuff. Well, I've seen I've seen you know people already asking the question. You know, is this them trying to add Andrew Garfield or add you know someone else? Not that they've seen you know the response to the Spider-Man No Way Home film being so great, and there seems to be much more. We don't know how open they were before people started seeing this film, but there definitely seems to be a more uh, open-mindedness to including Garfield and Tobey Maguire in projects moving forward. You know, is this their chance to throw someone in? I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is that. I really don't. I really think that you looked at the, they know their numbers better than anybody. They looked at the projections and they saw what Omicron was doing, and they see what these other movies are doing, and they just made a, uh, they just did simple math. They just did a, a calculation that said we'll probably make way more money in April because of again just the numbers we're seeing. There's a there's a thought process, and I saw today by the CDC again today that. This is a very, very sharp spike that they think could die down fairly quickly. So they feel like by spring, we, you know, that looks a lot better. You know, it's a lot, it's almost in some ways a little different than 
Black Widow because there was still so much uncertainty with Black Widow because we were just rolling out like the vaccine. So it was like it's hard to say what May looks like with the virus. It was, you know, we were still dealing with like the regular COVID. And the thing maybe Delta was just beginning. I don't remember how exactly how that worked, but it was, it was much more of a like a no man's land. I'm trying to figure out what was going to happen next. This is a lot less of that. This is a lot more clear that this is a, a very sharp spike that's going to be very bad for a lot of people. We know that obviously the mild symptoms and whatever, maybe not, maybe not people won't die as much, but we can see a, we're seeing a, a intense increase in cases, but that it's very likely that this will be a very short peak and it won't be kind of a sustained issue uh, with um, Omicron as opposed to some of the other variants of COVID that we've had. So they've seen the math and saying that we'll make this calculation that April makes sense. And I think that it's a pretty good one. April, I think, is a, is a pretty... We've seen, with obviously, with what Endgame and Infinity War did. Like, April is not as bad a movie month as maybe we thought 10 years ago. Like, April, you'll be fine putting together a pretty big blockbuster movie in April. People will still go out. Um, so, so I, I, not... It's surprising only that it's like just so 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 close to now, and you, you know it's pretty. It's a pretty, you know, this is I guess the new world of movies we live in, where a movie that's supposed to come out in three weeks can just now be pulled off the shelf and shelled for a couple of months. But you know, this is just uh, where we're at, and I think you know, especially for a movie that's been done for so long, it's probably a lot easier to do that with. Also, you know, than maybe a movie that yeah. you're rushing to put together, and you're saying, well, that might be a lot harder to say. Oh, we got to push it back now. When your plan was to put it on a certain date to begin with, this movie has been moved three or four times at this point. So, uh, so it is what it is there. But let's talk about. Um, we'll get to some more Sony Spider Man adjacent Spider Man stuff maybe a little bit later. But let's uh, first start with this story regarding the Flash. So, uh, my social media guys was lit up. My timeline was lit up all week of people. On both sides, but some people happy, some people upset, some people nervous, all sorts of reactions to this rumor that was put out on social media that apparently this new Flash movie, whatever is going to happen in it, the movie will, quote, erase every movie Zack Snyder has ever done for DC. Essentially, it will serve as a reset for the DC EU or maybe end the DC EU, I guess, however you look at it. Um... It includes that, you know, Cavill will be done. It includes that Ben Affleck will be done, which we I think we kind of all knew, but that, that gets into this conversation we're going to have. Um, you know, it, it means that, you know, Leslie Grace will kind of become the Batman figure, so to speak, uh, as Batgirl, and that Sasha Kaye's Supergirl will kind of really take over as Superman. It'll establish a, a new Justice League that will include the Flash, the, you know, the Batgirl, Bat-Supergirl, uh, uh, Wonder Woman and Shazam uh, in the film. So it, it, it's definitely a... Uh, it, it certainly upset a lot of you know fans who, who love the Zack Snyder films and you know really enjoy Zack Snyder's Justice League. And actually, it forced Ezra Miller to come out and make a comment about whether or not this was true. And as <laughs> Wait, I, as hold I, that for a second. Yeah, go ahead. So Ezra Miller. There's a controversy stirring online. Ezra Miller decided... Immediately, oh, the fans are talking. I gotta say something. I gotta say something about this, right? It's not like he's had other opportunities. Other controversies. Voice like, oh, look, Ezra Miller doesn't have social media. <laughs> How is he gonna get to the people? You know, look. I mean, you know, he, he maybe he doesn't even know. 
the guy's a, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Is anybody yeah. saying, <laughs> saying he doesn't know? Oh man, I like to see those people. Ezra Miller, and he has no idea. The irony. Now he wants to start talking. I'm glad. I'm glad Kendall interjected there because that 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 was a point that had to be it had to be said, man. We we, we can't find There's this guy. That know they know. But but he he's answering DMs from fans asking him, "Yo, y'all gonna race the Zack Snyder movies?" And he's able to answer them very quickly, and he told them to post it. Like it was very weird. So uh, when they asked him about it, he said, "No power or force in any known megaverse would or could ever erase Zack Snyder's mighty works. You can take that quote, take that to the bank, to the press, to the schools, to the military, and." the other pillar of capitalism I'm forgetting because I of that thing where if you try to think of a group of things, you always forget one of them. So, I mean, there's no denying, like, if anybody, th- that's definitely Ezra Miller. I mean, that's that's how he talks. So, um, <laughs> right. you know, I, if, any, if there's any question about this is a fake DM, I mean, someone did a damn good job of impersonating him because that, that sounds like exactly something he would say. So that was his response, which, you know, the Zack Snyder fans are now running to say, see, you guys are wrong. And I don't necessarily see that as, I don't think he's really addressing what was actually said. And, and I guess in some ways he is, but I guess maybe the way it was originally said is, was also maybe problematic. I think my interpretation and mostly most people's interpretation of this is quite simple. That Zack Snyder's movies will not be canon moving forward in DC. They will have happened and we like everything would have happened. But, like, the idea that, you know, again, that the Batman, that universe that Snyder created is going to continue is gone. And that whatever happened with, you know, uh, uh, Henry Cavill, Superman world, that that is gone. They're now starting something new. That's, to me, what I'm clearly getting from this story, allegedly. Uh, but then we had this this, uh, this Miller you know, response or clarification. I don't know what we would call this. So, Sham, you're the Zack Snyder fan on the podcast. I always like to say that only because I think it's important to give people kind of the, the read of the room before we enter this this battle. Maybe it's a battle. I don't know who battle over anything involving Zack Snyder. So as a Zack Snyder fan of this pod, what do you make of the veracity of the story do you believe that it's true and if it is, if you do believe it's true how do you feel about it um i mean i think it's fine i mean Ed, to me it's it's clear that they're not continuing the snyder the snyderverse or if they are continuing the snyderverse it's going to continue in conjunction with other universes um so so you know, so I mean, I guess if I'm a Snyder person, I'm not one of one of quote unquote one of those Snyder people that will never see anything DC related unless it's Snyder. Yeah, this is going like to cause you to, to to boycott. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I lose any sleep if if Snyder doesn't 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 get another DC movie. Snyder, will, um, you know, he'll he'll get another job. He'll you know he already has a nice universe he's building in with Netflix and Army of the Dead. Um, a lot of other other projects he'll be working on, so I don't think he's losing sleep over the the Justice League franchise. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't think so either. Uh, and um, you know, so he, you know, so I, I'm not too concerned about that. Um, I don't know if this uh, is true. It's always hard to tell if these things are true. I wouldn't mind if it were, 
true. Honestly, I would kind of would have expected, um, not necessarily not it, it to be erased in such a such a uh, definitive manner, but that this would similar to the Batman would clearly indicate that this is not the Snyder. Right. This is a different. This is a completely different universe. Right. Um, if it does reference the Snyderverse, it will be just that a reference. Right. But make it clear that that this is not that universe. So um, even though it's the same Flash, which is odd, but but I again, this is this is going to be something totally separate. We have a new bat, different Batman, and all this other stuff. I'm so. assuming the the multiverse stuff is going to change. Like it will be in the Snyderverse in the beginning. That's what maybe you know Grace Randall saying we'll see Affleck one time last appearance in. I, I'm assuming that. Something, whatever if the Flash, whatever happens with the Flash going into all these different universes, by the time we get out of the movie, right. the, now we'll be in the new DC, you know, EU. That will right. not have Affleck, not have Cavill. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm thinking this movie is going to take place in another, in another universe. It, may, <laughs> it probably references the Snyderverse, but, you know... In passing, it w- it won't largely take place in the Snyderverse, I wouldn't guess. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's my thoughts on that. Kendall, so Shamari seems pretty as a Snyder fan seems unsurprised by this news, which is 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 how I feel. I'm not surprised. I was surprised that so many Zack Snyder fans were surprised and. The outrage, I'm not necessarily surprised about. The surprising part of it, I'm not surprised. I feel like this is kind of what we've been told was going to happen, or at least if you didn't think this was going to happen in this film, I felt like your head was in the sand. Everything about this film is supposed to be about multiverses, and 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 we're, we know we're getting Michael Keaton, and then there's going to be a, a random Batgirl, like, you know, a Supergirl that's coming out of Like, to me, it's just very clear that they're doing something very different. Like I, like, I don't, I don't, it's like, I think there is something to be said, Kendall, about maybe DC's lack of strong messaging to maybe some of the confusion. And I can see that to some degree. I, I've seen a lot of people try to like, you know, write their way into saying how these obvious changes in direction are somehow not them moving away from Zack Snyder's stuff. But it just seems like I, this was very obvious to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, DC's DC's poor messaging is, is not a new thing. Uh, no, something not at all. Been, been a, an issue uh, compared to Marvel uh, for you know the last four or five years. Um, never really knowing what movies are actually coming out. Uh, them never really making a slate. Uh, feeling like there's like a million movies that have been announced, but none of them have actually been officially announced. So that that's always been an issue in terms of not you never know what you're gonna get from from DC. Whereas Marvel, we feel a lot more confident. They they keep you pretty much informed about where things are going. Um, the only thing we're really in the dark on right now is Black Black Panther, Black Panther, and I guess Fantastic Four. Um, yeah. But uh, they keep you pretty much informed on all the projects they're they're working on and what they're about. Um, but yeah, I mean this is. Uh, this is definitely interesting. Um, this is definitely a surprise to me if what is being speculated slash reported is, is, is true. Um, I did not 
necessarily expect that, you know, the quote-unquote holy trinity of the DC EU was going to be, you know, Supergirl, Batwoman, Batgirl, and, and Wonder Woman. Um, but it's an interesting, interesting way of, of going about it. Um, you know, if a new Justice League is formed again, what is that Justice League? You know, exactly look like. You know, are there other characters that we haven't seen yet um, that will be a part of it? You know, I think the key with all of this, you know, we talked about it. You know, with Hawkeye and the and the character Echo. You know, when you're when you're talking about you know building a long term thing with with these characters that we haven't seen yet, uh, it's a bit of a risk because they have to be good. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I'm, I'm fairly confident DC's earned my trust for the most part. Uh, you know I me; mean? I, I was the biggest pessimist when it came to any DC project and me thinking that it was going to stink and you know anything. It was, gonna, it was even going to happen. <laughs> yeah, or that's probably not going to happen in general. Yeah. I'm pretty confident that Batgirl and Super Supergirl is going to be in the Flash, and Batgirl is right. going to happen, and Blue Beetle is going to happen, and yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty confident those movies will probably be pretty decent at this point. You know, when's the last time DC had a terrible, terrible movie? <laughs> it's been it's been a while. So um, some people may say one or eighty four. I was gonna I would, say some people would say eighty four. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say that, but yeah, you know, that's the that's the one you know sort of question mark. But but yeah, you know, so that so you feel pretty comfortable of them taking a step and saying that yeah, you know, Sasha Kaye is going to be the new you know face or you know. Uh, Leslie Grace is going to be the new face of the DCEU along with Wonder Woman. Um, but the key now is those characters being good. I mean, My- Michael Keaton sort of playing that Batman Beyond role for Leslie Grace's Batgirl, you know, could be interesting, um, you know, in terms of a, a good way of sort of, you know, sort of ingratiating the character and uh, into the into the, the eyes of fans and um but yeah I don't know for the most part I I mean I'm I I, I know I'm being kind of kind of wishy-washy but for the most yeah. part I'm not like super excited about it but I, I have to see it you know I can't really I'm not gonna be the I'm not the guy that's gonna just bash this on its merit if they feel really confident that this is gonna work it might it might work um there are gonna be people that would be very close-minded um, yeah. to this idea, and that's that's where we are, and that's where we are in this in this country. Uh, mm-hmm. People that look at this and feel like it's whatever, but um, I'll have an open mind. You know, hopefully this is good. Hopefully, you know, Supergirl is 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 a good character in in uh in the Flash. Hopefully, Batgirl's movie is really good. Um, and at the end of the day. I'm not going crazy in part because look, we also know that, you know, look if Batgirl is is, is quote unquote Batman in the in the DCEU, yeah, well, you, I mean, you Robert Pattinson, have plenty, you have plenty of Batman content coming. Yeah, he's not going to so relax. And, you know, yeah. I mean, the Superman thing. I know people love Cavill. Worst case scenario, Tyler Hawkins is a pretty good Superman on TV. So, like, right. you you have the that that sort of counter content that's still being produced by Warner by Warner Media for those characters. Plus there's gonna be plenty of animated stuff for those characters as well. 
So, yeah, it's not like, you know, those characters aren't completely gone, but they just won't be in that DCEU, which, you know, I don't really love the DCEU in general. You know, I I, I mean, that's, that's also part of the reason why I'm not, like, I'm not going crazy about this because I'm not, like, the biggest DCEU guy. Yeah, I mean, what they've, what they've already established. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like Ben Affleck. about leaving, yeah. I like Cavill, but I'm not going to go, you know, I'm the biggest rah-rah guy. So, for me, I, it's, it's pretty, pretty indifferent. Yeah. So, so Kendall strikes indifference here. I mean, to me, as the probably most anti-Snyder person on the podcast, again, this seemed uh, inevitable and unsurprising from my standpoint. I'm not too concerned if this is true. I think it is. I think that, that that's clearly what's going to happen. They're going to move away from Zack Snyder universe in a more profound way because it's just what they have to do. You can't have this thing hanging over your head about people saying, when are we going to get more Snyder content? It was kind of why them moving forward with the Zack Snyder Justice League movie was so dangerous, is what I talked about, is now this film gets put up against everything Matt Reeves does, everything Andy Muschietti does, anybody that's touching Batman content, or any of those heroes, or any of those characters that Zack Snyder dealt with, now you're, you're measuring them up against them by, you know, allowing this project to move forward. So now it's a give and take because also a lot of fans wanted to see it and it gained a lot of attention and gained a lot of praise as it should have. I really liked it. So it's it's a give and take. You know, you, you put out good content, but now it kind of makes the job harder for everything else moving forward. And that's that's why you're seeing, I think, some of the surprise from people saying, how, the, how could you do this after so much of this, you know, uh, buzz and so much of this kind of excitement for perhaps more Zack Snyder content, but Zack Snyder said, you know, he said it himself. He said DC is very anti-Snyder right now. That's, I mean, it was very clear where they were, and you know, Ben Affleck seemed very, you know, apathetic to the idea of being Batman any further than he had to be. And you know, Cavill has clearly been kind of putting his thumb on the scale of still wanting to be Superman. But part of me kind of wonders that's just really him wanting that check. You know, him wanting to, you know, that's more work for him if he's able to be Superman. And it's a very, it's a lot of lucrative work. So why would he close the door on something that would be great from his career standpoint? And truly, he, I think he loves being Superman. I think he loves that character. He's talked about how much he loves that character. It's something he'd want to do. So he's not going to close the door to that. So, of course, when they ask him about it, he's going to say, hey, man, I still got the cape in my, in my, uh, in my closet. I think he's doing a little bit of gamesmanship because making he's making it harder for DC to truly step away. Do I think that it makes... And again, some of the reporting we've seen when we heard about the Supergirl movie they were going to do, we were hearing back then that, oh, it's their, they're going to replace Superman with Supergirl. It sounded kind of crazy, so you almost didn't want to believe... You did, you almost couldn't believe it. But that's they, I feel like they've just been telling us what they're going to do. And the Snyder movement and then the, the actual green lighting of the movie combined with the pandemic, I think kind of muddied what was already very muddied water to begin with because as Kendall mentioned DC is very poor with messaging I think they do have a real concern about whether moving forward the Justice League that doesn't include Superman and Batman is smart just in terms of not necessarily creatively but just in terms of just if you are trying to just make the most money and get the most buzz and do all those things which I'm not saying should be the the goal. I've, I've never been one to say, "Oh, just do what makes the most money." But I, I I'm not understanding the reality. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I understand the reality. I'm not foolish to the reality that that usually is 
a lot of the goal when it comes to filmmaking. I have skepticism if that makes sense because I can't think of a Justice League that doesn't include Batman or Superman. You know, <laughs> like that. Like to me, they're they're yeah. foundational. So, and just putting their female adjacents in the team or moving forward with their female adjacents as the main characters in the continuity of the Justice League. Uh, it's you got to you got to tell me a hell of a great story for me to believe that people are gonna really get behind that. There's some people that are gonna get not gonna get behind it for kind of primitive reasons that you know I don't even have to explain. But then just some there's just some basic story things that just like you know you gonna have to tell me a kick ass story about Barbara Gordon and you know uh, and 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 uh, Kara Zarel for me to buy that you know that that that's the best way forward. So I, I I mean I don't know I don't know really what to make of it other than that it's it's to me this was kind of just like inevitable. It's just weird that DC it took them this long to get to this point, and I still find it weird that their messaging on what they're actually even trying to do is still so unclear to the point where again people are outraged. They thought that you know Zack Snyder's movies could continue potentially. Like they just need to come out and just say, "Here's our plan." This is what we're trying to do. You don't got to tell us the plot of what you're trying to do, but it's like I think in some ways it's almost they like they think that the their, the Flash for them is like their Spider-Man No Way Home, but it's like Marvel is so organized with everything else that a little bit of mystery involving No Way Home is like is actually really kind of good because it kind of leaves you kind of like we don't know what's going to happen. Like it, it's like with DC we never know what they're trying to do for the future. Like their their future plans are always very confusing. So having making the Flash this kind of shadowy project that we don't really exactly know how it's going to go. I I don't really see that as an advantage to them. I think they'd be more it'd be make more sense for them to just put out there this is what we're planning to do. This is what this plot is going to look like and then you'll see how it plays out as it does. So that's the really thing I'm kind of confused about. I think this is in the marketing behind the flash and everything DC is trying to do is poor, which is again, not all that surprising, but it is frustrating. Cause as you said, DC has been making pretty good movies of late. You know, if we, you know, if we want to exclude maybe wonder woman 84 as a movie that, you know, definitely is polarizing and a lot of people did not like, uh, there are the movies are, are very widely well received, you know, it's critically and by fans. So th- like this, uh, this notion that they have to continue to operate in this way is is silly. They don't have to. Or tell us there's not, or tell us none of this stuff, there is no continuity. Like, my thing is just tell us something. You know, like, like tell us something or tell us nothing. I think the fact that they, they're kind of in this middle game is weird. You know, I've said a bunch of times, you read, you, you read DC comic book, when I'm reading Batman, I'm not saying, oh, this Batman comic contradicts that Harley Quinn comic from last week. Like, nobody... That's not how the comic books are really supposed to be read, even though you do understand they're supposed to technically all be somewhat in the same universe. Like, just say that, if that's what you're doing with the movies. But they don't, like, again, they're kind of in this no-man's land. And I think it, it leads to frustration and just more fighting online, which is what I've seen for the last uh, three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, it, they they really should kind of probably try to communicate that in a more direct way. Um, I mean, it's like, like, uh, we, like, we don't know. We don't know why, like, we don't know anything about Supergirl, how she came about, where she's coming from, why she looks nothing like Henry Cavill. Like, we don't know anything. 
Leslie Grace is Batgirl. Okay, but you, the rumor is that J.K. Simmons is coming back to be Barbara, be 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 uh, Commissioner Gordon. So okay, Leslie Wait. Grace is not white. So what's the deal with that? Yeah. Also, I thought Snyder versus it's not ever done, or is it not done? Like, there's so many. It, it's just I feel like they're just this is random. This is random stuff happening. It is, and, yeah. I mean, I, I, and, and there's no there's no explanation. There's nothing to the there's no even like line to kind of connect dots to. It's just stuff happening. Yeah, they don't they they go dark. You know, obviously, you know, you know the the Barbara Gordon character could, could I mean she could have a mom that's black, but it's just it was just strange that they casted Jeffrey Wright. You know, so that kind of that led right. Jeffrey to, Wright is is yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, black, maybe this is connected to somehow that that <laughs> that uh, it's it's all confusing. Yeah, it just confuses people. It's all <laughs> random, like I said. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. They, they're doing random stuff, and then that, and then and then they're surprised when people online are jumping to conclusions or running with their own narrative. And like you said, I mean, and then you, you know, J.K. Simmons is is going to be you know uh, Jim Gordon, but yet Michael Keaton's Batman is going to be her mentor. Yeah, and Michael. Then where does Michael Keaton come in? Like what? Yeah, like what's going gonna, on? <laughs> like me, the people at home listening to this, like this sounds <laughs> ridiculous. It sounds like Morbius. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it sounds like more it sounds like a Morbius trailer. Like none of the things connect, none of the things add up. And they're like just watch all five of the next movies. Like with Morbius, at least it's one film. Okay, it's one film that's very confusing and we'll have to figure it out. But because there is this kind of connectivity to some of these other projects, it's like for them it's like you gotta watch this film and then you gotta watch Batgirl and then you got it's like I gotta watch three films to figure out what your plan is. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they're, I think they're, they're trying to do, and I understand what you're saying, and I, and I do agree. I think they should probably, they should communicate in terms of what is connected, what isn't, because it's really not going to be clear. Um, we're just going based off what we're hearing. They're not saying anything. It's all just coming out from people <laughs> that are saying, "Oh, I heard that such and such," so we don't really know. Um, but. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not too bothered by it um, because I feel like when I see it, I should know. I feel like I'll be more bothered by it if I see it and I leave and I'm confused. You know, um, like if I leave a theater or HBO Max and I don't know what's going on, that's a problem. You know, um, but for now, I I kind of gotta wait and see. Uh, but I do agree they should they should probably try to get out ahead of some of this stuff more um, because they haven't really earned the goodwill that Marvel has in terms of, of uh, Feige and, 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 yeah, no, and, no, no. and the people saying they know what they're doing. Yeah. Just trust and it's like, I mean, we don't really know that even though I have, <laughs> and, and they, and they have a legion of, and they have a legion of fans. that hate everything they do. That's not Snyder. So it doesn't yeah. even matter if they do good right. stuff. There's already. a legion of fans that are already going to just bash anything. That's not Zack Snyder. So and like they I don't. So they have a whole fe- section of people that they're gonna have to fight every time they announce anything. So being yeah, yeah, being vague about it is gonna make it worse. Majority of the people that are like DC, DC over Marvel, are Snyder Snyder fans. Yes, definitely. They may not be, you know, like like Shamari said, the people that are like I'm a boycott anything not Snyder, but they're people that that are inherently gonna be Snyder fans. People that probably enjoyed those movies. There were some people that hated them that were. Or DC fans, but for the most part, in this, you know, is right. it MCU or DCEU yeah, debate? Yeah, in, this, in this sandbox, yeah, yeah. Then 
you're probably somebody that liked those movies that's probably upset that they're going, that they're going away from it to some degree. Right. So you're inherently going to be a little you know, skeptical about how those movies are. I will say last thing that I have to say yeah. about this is that I feel like if their plan is to make Batgirl like the new Batman, then I think it's it's a foolish decision to put it on HBO Max and not release it in theaters. Um, maybe maybe that'll change. There's still plenty of time. Did I hear? But, was there a story about that it was going to be in movies in theaters now, or was that a different film? I want to say that was Blue Beetle, Beetle. Maybe okay. Yeah, I want to say that Blue Beetle's going to be in theaters now, right. which I'm yeah. glad about. I mean. I think that movie. I said it at the time. Yeah, I mean like, that was just, that was that was completely idiotic to put it on. Yeah, I'm like service. particularly when we saw crazy. we saw the guy, we saw them talking about it at fandom, talking like, about it in the concept. Yeah, we were like, Yo, yeah. this is this is gonna make money. If yeah. like they're, they're, they're so stupid for not. I'm like, crazy. like Iron Man meets like like Green Lantern, right. but like with a young like yeah. Uh, Young, diverse cast and Latino representation. I mean, I mean, my goodness. Yeah, you kidding me? Yeah, it has a chance to be huge. The, the cross, the cross generational appeal. It it it, it it's just just it so, makes it so it's so it, obvious. Money, like the printing, fact that they, money. Yeah, yeah, the fact that they couldn't see that again. You talk about building goodwill. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. You know. Yes. And and then the the goodwill of, of lack of goodwill. Of, you know, saying we're gonna put all our people. You know heroes of color on a streaming service that they don't, they're not worthy of being on a big screen. It's just, again, it's just, yeah. it, it just speaks to, again, that lack of confidence in DC. But I do want to move on and talk about Daredevil and his future in the MCU. Of course, uh, Kevin Feige put to bed any rumors about whether or not Charlie Cox would or would not be reprising the role of Matt Murdock in the MCU moving forward. We now know that he will be reprising that role. Kevin Feige confirmed that uh, Charlie Cox is Daredevil moving forward, which has led a lot of people to wonder in what way will we be seeing Matt Murdock moving forward. So according to uh, Murphy's Multiverse, they have a source claiming that Daredevil is now expected to be seen quite heavily featured in the MC moving forward. The word was that he's expected to be seen everywhere, essentially, uh, and that the first, the next time we'll see him, will be on She-Hulk, potentially, and maybe a court battle with someone like a, a Jennifer Walters, who that would make some sense, considering she's a lawyer, he's a lawyer, and therefore <laughs> lawyers argue and lawyers cross paths. But uh, we could be also be seeing him, apparently, in Moon Knight as well. Echo, of course, makes plenty of sense if you watched anything from the uh, Hawkeye series and Ironheart as well. So this is not going to be just a kind of... Um, uh, just a you know oh one and done deal you know apparently this is going to be a, a true kind of showcasing of this character for the next few projects moving forward. To me, uh, what's what's interesting to me, Kendall, is while I I definitely understand from the standpoint of the popularity behind you know Charlie Cox's Daredevil and and the idea that yes exposure to him I, I don't think, I'm not sure there's enough exposure he can have i do wonder how his his character and, and and how his impact changes when he's not the center of a story that's the kind of thing i've been thinking about with echo because the whole story and the rumors about echo being this kind of uh you know daredevil like series where he's a big part of it but maybe echo of course is the star of it 
and if he's going to be appearing in these other films, you know, projects, DC, pro, DC, excuse me, uh, uh, Disney Plus projects and things like that, I do wonder if, if 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 this is the best use of him. You know, we know a Daredevil TV TV series slaps. Part of me wonders why don't you just do that as opposed to what Marvel is allegedly maybe doing with all these various different ways of including him in different things as like a side character or cameo in some sense. Well, uh, um, as I mean, fans of comic books and you know, comic book, you know, cartoons and stuff like, you know, there was never a, a Daredevil cartoon, but he showed up in other other cartoons and whatnot. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, he, he he inherently because he's kind of mysterious, like he 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 makes sense to be a guy that kind of just pops in and out. Um, you know, if that's what you want, if that's the way you want to use him, like you said, I mean, we've seen a Daredevil show and it's great. Um, but you could also argue that we've seen a Daredevil show, and you know, it, does, does Marvel want to really? Does, does Marvel even want to compete with that? You know, yeah, well, they, they, you know, they, do they want to ruin it, or do they want to deal with the what's canon and what's not, or do we have to rehash this story, or do we have to reintroduce this villain, or they don't really have to? I mean, the more you introduce them, the more those questions are going to be asked. I mean, we got one episode of Kingpin and people are already dissecting whether or not it's the same person. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a, I mean, this is going to be an interesting, uh, this is going to be an interesting way of utilizing Daredevil. Um, you know, I mean, I feel like the She-Hulk thing is obvious. It sounds like he's going to be in She-Hulk quite a bit. Like, it won't just be a cameo compared to, uh, uh, Spider-Man. Um, but I mean, I feel like we we gotta, you know. What I will say is that I I also don't get a I don't I don't get the sense that Marvel's already proven to us that they can pretty much keep I don't keep his inclusion under wraps because everyone knew he was gonna show up <laughs> in Spider Man, right. but for the most part, like it wasn't reported officially, so um, it wasn't like Variety you know ran with the fact that Charlie Cox was gonna be in Spider Man. Um, as like a scoop, so you know they they can for the most part try and keep it uh, under wraps uh, to like the general the general general public, um, which I think is going to be the key if he's going to show up in a lot of these different things. But yeah, I mean it, it, it's exciting that we're going to get more Charlie Cox uh, as Matt Murdock. I mean he's he's done an excellent job, um, but yeah, to me, I mean I, I'm I'm curious as to. You know where? I mean, you said you mentioned Ironheart as a place that he, he that he may show up. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 one to me that I feel like is kind of strange. I mean, if it works, it works. Um, I'm not gonna look at them and be like, no, I, I want less Daredevil. I'm getting too much Daredevil. But you know, I you know I mean, at some could, point it could get, to, it could get there. Okay. Daredevil it, is it, such it, a grounded character, though. It, it, there's a point where it's like how how much can you stretch this lawyer gimmick to he yeah. have, he have he him show up no, places you know yeah. you're forcing his him yeah you know you're just inserting a legal issue into this or right. something along those just they can make it so it's and not it's like man foggy and nelson uh, uh nelson and nelson and murdoch getting some great work yeah, they're getting all this work all of a sudden <laughs> they're getting, yeah. they're getting yeah, great like clients the, and the only lawyer that exists. yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> they, are they are they uh they're like federal federal prosecutors now like what's the deal <laughs> They're gonna be prosecuting some political figures. Uh, yeah, that. that was the other thing I wondered about. 
I mean, is 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 Jennifer Walter is going to be a prosecutor? I don't know if that's or if she's maybe because I yeah because it's like why would why would they be unless they're working together? You know, sometimes you see that sometimes we have two different. Yeah, or maybe she tries to steal a client from him because maybe she's more established or whatever, or maybe vice versa. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I really am looking forward to seeing Matt Murdock's Daredevil or Charlie Cox's Daredevil in a lot of these other projects. I thought he was, and that's primarily based on the Defenders. I thought he was really good in the Defenders. He surprisingly, except surprisingly, he actually worked really well alongside other heroes. And the Punisher, uh, which, of course, we saw that in, in, in Daredevil Season 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really have I really have no issue with it. He was, and, and, and I loved him in Spider-Man when, it, when he was a spoiler alert, I guess. But I loved him in Spider-Man. Yeah, I, tried, I tried to avoid saying... But you and Kendall both. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, like, I, Spider Man. Even even Spider Man, I'm like, all right, well, get so much. Yeah, I see the movie, <laughs> and that's not even the worst spoiler. So if you haven't seen it, go see it. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, it, it, he was he. I loved him in that too. <laughs> so, I part of me, you know, I feel like the embargoes for the most part lifted. There's other things that maybe you want to be a little bit. I mean, more honestly, about. I can barely even scroll through YouTube without. Yeah, without, point, I mean, to me, to me, it's like if you have not seen the movie, you've been spoiled by now. There's yeah, no way. Good luck. Yeah, unless you unless you don't have internet. Unless yeah, you don't yeah. have internet. And my, you don't... And my question is, how are you listening to our show? How are you listening to our show? If you found this podcast, you definitely know that <laughs> Charlie Cox was in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. seen it. We are going to spoil everything for you. So <laughs> don't listen to this show until you've seen Spider-Man. Uh, don't listen to any show. Yeah, don't listen to any show. But, see, how the, um, see how the turntables are turned, by the way? <laughs> in the sense that I was the guy that was you know, seen as maybe too aggressive with telling spoilers, and now Shamari and Kendall today of this podcast are like, "Yeah, hey man, y'all didn't see it. That's too bad." Yeah, yeah. something like this is like, "Nah, yeah." You, how long has the movie been? How out? long has it been out? I know it's Omicron, but you gotta see it. I'm yeah, sorry. man. Or don't listen to us. Don't listen to us. Or at least don't listen to us. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you can find a you know some afternoon show. There's not that many people probably at this point, but um, but yeah, so you know, I I. Think he would, I think he would work great um, with the other um, Marvel heroes. And, I mean, as much as I enjoy the Daredevil uh, M rating, there's nothing in particular about his combat that would, would necessitate no. that he needs to be. No, it's only, his th- it's only his threats that would have to make that. Yeah, know, really. And it's more, yeah, it's just, it, yeah. It's just, you know, really just, Kingpin and, and yeah. the, uh, What's the name? Yeah, um, enemies. Bullseye, people like that. Yeah. Um, though I, I, I have to say I do enjoy his enemies more when they're in that kind of in more grounded, I guess, more oh, threatening. Yeah. Daredevil has a great Rose Gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An under underrated Rose Gallery. I mean, they 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 were great in uh, they were great in um, his show. Electra yeah. and they're all great. Yeah, yeah, they're all great. Yo, 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 you think we're gonna get uh Electro Electra back as a uh, you know? <laughs> I saw. Uh, I love. I, I love me some Lodi Young, man. I thought that she was great. I saw she. She, she, she got a new great. show. I actually liked. She does have <laughs> so a new show. Yeah, kinda, I'm, I'm kind of hoping we get um Colleen Wing back. I thought Colleen Wing was really good. Yeah, it sounds like, I'm sure he wants to be back to the way she was talking. But it's funny seeing a commercial. 
for uh, a Lodi Young do show on Fox. The cleaning lady. Yeah, the cleaning lady. Yeah, they show it a million. Yeah, times. Yeah, you watch yeah, any football. Yeah, you forget she was Electra. Yeah, and the thing says introducing Elodie Young, and I'm like, I already know who she is. Yeah, we've seen her. Yeah, I mean, I know she's. It's funny. There's like there's like millions of fans that are just like, I know who you are. Yeah, exactly. You know, as the famous line from Scott Hall when he first showed up on WCW, like, yeah, I thought that was funny too. Like, like they're kind of presenting her as this new star, and it's just like, I mean. Look, I mean that again. The Marvel fan base is very deep, and and again, it's worldwide. So, it, yeah, I saw those commercials. I'm just like, uh, a lot of people know who Lil Young is, <laughs> you, know, you know. And but I will say, maybe I not did, to regular America. I've seen the commercial now for weeks, and I didn't make the connection until like a couple weeks ago that it was her. Until I saw Lil Young, I was like, that name sounds familiar. And I was like, oh wait, that's Electra. Yeah, that's <laughs> Electra. Yeah, we know who that is. But um. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I I do think that we'll see some of those characters. I think Bullseye is a strong candidate to come they back. Got to get Bullseye back, man. Um, I think he'll be more comic accurate. You know, I you know he did he, they made they, they changed him up a little bit, and it was great what they did. Yeah, but I think we'll make we may see a more comic accurate version of Bullseye. I think the big thing about Daredevil is going to be, and we saw it with Kingpin, and there's been reporting slash you know whatever you want to call it, with some of these people, like Daniel RPK, where he's saying that Daredevil's going to be stronger. Those types of people are saying Daredevil's going to be stronger in the MCU than he was in Netflix-verse, uh, similar to how Kingpin was. You know, they're going to they're gonna give him uh, a buff uh, from the, from that standpoint. Uh, I, mean, needs, I mean, I mean gonna, if we're going to talk about, if we're talk about spoilers, I mean, I think his, his spot in Spider-Man No Way Home... Yeah, they... he. He caught a yeah. brick from yards away without looking. Yeah, like uh, I don't know if like I, mean, I guess I have to watch Daredevil break. again. I, I am planning to watch <laughs> it again, but I don't know if he could do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they gave him a little bit of a, of a buff for sure. I mean, they're not going to give him like superhuman strength or anything like that because he no, yeah, he, he's a, yeah, he's a human. You can't only do so much, but but is his combat going to go to another level? Like, is he going to be like? I mean, his combat was great. In the, in the yeah, show. it was already great. <laughs> you know. Is he going to be like Shang Chi? You know, where he's. But like I do, this. I do get the impression when when I watched his combat that he was like, like I mean, again, Daredevil was just a great show. But his combat to me, it was so realistic. It was like he was just like he was just like a regular dude that knew how to fight. And he was fighting, right, right. yeah. Like to me, like like he didn't come across like Shang Chi does. You right, know, right? Because they wanted the guys... to separate part of him and Iron Fist. Right. Right. Yeah. Iron Fist was supposed to be better, and Jesus Christ, we know how that turned out. Um, but right. like you know, he didn't seem like a, a, a kung fu master. He seemed like a guy that just knew how to scrap, and he was right. in a fight with even five guys. He's taking them out, but like he's gonna get punched in the face. Like he's gonna get, he's gonna take his yeah. lumps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. right. Exactly, exactly. Definitely kind of like a Nate Diaz type of fighter. You know, right. uh, he, he's gonna be in a, in a brawl, and, and is, you know he's gonna take his licks, but he, he'll come out on top in the end. Finally, the last little thing about it was that they said that. Uh, a project, a solo project for Daredevil is is not is at least two or three years, if not more, away. The, the plan is to in, introduce him in these other projects before getting to that eventual Daredevil project. Which again, we'll see. I know. I, I again, I, I'm I'm just happy we have cops. It's hard for me to be too critical, but I, I do feel like you know the appetites are in to see another story moving forward with Matt Murdock. You know, seeing how he plays with others will be fun but i'm wondering if that novelty will wear off quicker than we expect that's my only 
uh, minor league trepidation. But excited to see that you know Kevin Feige has big plans for Daredevil, and it, what it gives me is more excitement for these other characters they've acquired because we always talked about you know what are they gonna do with the X Men? What are they gonna do with you know sometimes because he doesn't say anything, you almost think that he's forgot about these characters. So when you hear a report saying, "Hey man, you're gonna see a lot of Daredevil in the next few." projects it's like well great you know hopefully that's the thing about the MCU soon we'll be seeing more you know a lot of mutants in the next few projects and soon we'll be talking about seeing a lot of fantastic four like i yeah. feel like we'll get to those points it just it just takes time you know that's the thing that's the thing that i'm wondering is, is are they you know what is clearly i mean they knew i i mean i want to say i don't know i don't know for a fact but i feel like they knew either they knew that they that they were going to get daredevil and those and kingpin and those other netflix characters sooner than they knew about the x-men so it made it easier to implement or maybe they just felt they were going to be way easier to implement in general i think it's the so, latter i don't know how shan feels i think they, they, that is way easier so they're just like we'll just we'll worry about those other characters when we get there i i'm just i'm still more way more focused on that you know as, as cool as it was to see daredevil i need to see Wolverine. Yeah, to me i agree with you because in some ways i felt like daredevil should have been happening like, right. like we should have been seeing him in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, he was already, he's already been. He in was the technically in the MCU yeah. from what they told us. So that felt more like you know a debt being repaid. Like right. you know the X-Men and and Fantastic Four. That's more like this is something we've been waiting like that. Like we didn't know we'd ever get. It was, it was, it was there was no prom. There was no promise. And yeah. in fact, we told us it would never happen most of the time. Yeah, and now that it, it, it will happen, that's it's more that like same monkey on the back that Spider Man was, and yeah. seeing Spider Man in the MCU, you know, we've we've obviously grown numb, grown numb to it on some level now, as since we've seen him so much. But we obviously still remember that time of Civil War and seeing this guy for the first time was incredible with all these different characters. Mm-hmm. The X Men is going to be just like that. Boy, if there's a trailer, imagine a trailer with Wolverine in it. You just see some claws or just anything like you see that. A suit, the yellow suit. Oh, uh, it's over. If we get a yellow suit, that's it. I mean, the theaters. Yeah, are, yeah, we're 100. percent Hopefully, yeah. COVID will be over by then because the theaters <laughs> are going to be packed. I'm going to, I'll be packed in the theater. I, I, and it'll be sad, but I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be in the theater. You know, triple, quadruple mask, whatever you want to call it. And, and <laughs> I, I, I I'll be see, in a hazmat suit. Yeah, I got to see Wolverine. Bring my own plexiglass. <laughs> I got to see Wolverine. I got to You know, like, I got to see Wolverine. So, yeah, Shemar's going to be auditioning for Bubble Boy 2 when he gets to there. <laughs> that's how he's going to be dressed up. Yeah, Trying to uh, avoid, avoid uh, whatever next variant is, is, <laughs> is out there <laughs> um, to see any glimpse of Wolverine or any mutants for that matter. Um, but let's wrap the show, guys. Uh, uh, real quickly, because we're running out of time. I do want to mention this: uh, these interesting comments we've been getting from Chris McKenna and Eric Somers, the two screenwriters for Spider-Man: No Way Home, who've been talking a bunch about, you know, the process to come into the script and, and what they were thinking, and some of the, the different moves that they've seen, and 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 some of the different ideas that they had uh, in the creative process. And one of those. Uh, things that was interesting was they had an idea. Of course, if you've not seen Spider-Man: No Way Home, this is a spoiler conversation, which you've already been spoiled by this film uh, earlier. But Bigger just to give you give you one more disclaimer, this is a spoilers conversation. Um, you know, we had the the Spider-Man: No Way Home post credit scenes, which you know I've talked about already. Um, I I've, I've kind of I, I wasn't as crazy about them, and we got this word that 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 perhaps. We would have got something much different had 
different things had shaken out a different way in terms of how they wrote this movie. So according to Chris McKenna and Eric Sommer, they said that they had actually consideration to a post credit scene that will be looking ahead more to what we to Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man who appear in the film and help uh, Peter one uh, Tom Holland defeat all of the villains uh, at the end of the film. Uh, that that they we see them go back to their their perspective times, which would uh, you know give us maybe a, a a little bit of a glimpse of where their lives have been and where they've gone and perhaps where they're going at this point in their careers as Spider Man. I know I saw something uh, I saw an article last week that Tobey Maguire actually had told him that he didn't want them to to go too far into the backstory of what his uh, life has been as Peter Parker all these years since we've seen him. Which I think is uh, it's pretty evident in the film. You know, the only kind of little bit of a, a sneak thing we get is that things between him and MJ are complicated, which makes sense if you understand <laughs> the relationship that they established in the three movies that they had. It always seemed that they were going to be kind of in a complicated situation of Peter perhaps not being there enough for MJ. So, Kendall, when you, when you, oh, I guess I'll go to Sham first here. When when you heard this uh, this this idea, would you have preferred this over what we ended up getting? Um, over what we ended up getting, honestly, no, I kind of agree with Toby. I gotta say, I kind of agree with Toby. Similar to, similar to a lot of the, uh, a lot of this stuff coming out about how they're going to, people want them to continue the Garfield verse, they yeah. want them to continue the Toby verse, and even the rumors that we were getting, you know, years ago with the Spider-Man 4 and people going crazy, but, oh my God, you know, all that and I'm just like, I mean, I don't know, you know, they had those movies had their time, and uh, you know, I mean, we're moving on. And those actors want to move on, and understandably so. I don't blame them for that. Well, maybe I, well, I can't. I'm not going to speak. I'm going to speak for Garfield. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the McGuire actors and actresses are ready to move on. Yeah. And uh, you know, and that's and that's totally reasonable. So, um. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm in agreement. I, I'm I'm happy with what we got. I'm satisfied with what we got. When it comes to wait, the, so, how they handle Spider-Man, so you, you feel you feel like those guys are are ready to move on. Is that what you're saying? Particularly McGuire. McGuire. Well, McGuire. Well, McGuire. So that's funny. I don't because what I've seen, what my read of that was, and what I've seen other people's read of it was, is they think that he's saying no, save that for whatever I'm yeah, showing up next. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, which is what my read was. Oh, I read that as no. I mean, just yeah, don't go don't too commit, far. Don't commit me to anything beyond today. Uh, Committed, right? Right. So, because we know Andrew Garfield wants more smoke. He, we know he wants back in the game. We've seen. He, that's what's happening. It's that's, very that's clear. What, that's what the word is. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he's all but saying that every time he's asked about this movie. Now that he's come out, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I didn't interpret it that way, but I mean, uh, you never know. Um, I mean, if they did decide to continue that universe, I mean, I guess I, I'd be fine with it. Um, it's funny because I'm not to cut you off, but I had a third interpretation, different than both of you. <laughs> mm. That uh, I thought he was just saying that I don't want, I don't want us to write something that's sort of. I guess it's like in the middle, but like I like I don't want it, unless like Sam Rainey is making this, but I don't want us to write something that's not. Can right. quote unquote, you know? Okay, yeah. Like, 
if this was Sam Raimi doing the movie, I think maybe he maybe feel more comfortable about right, it. Yeah, yeah. But like we're just writing some fluffy thing, and it's like now we're tied to it, which is guys, it's kind of what EJ saying, but um, yeah, I don't necessarily think. I still agree though. I don't think he wants to do a Spider Man four. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I mean, the Spider Verse. I mean, it's fun. Um, you know, I mean, you guys know I love the Toby Toby verse, so to speak. Um. But, you know, I think it had its time and it had its place and, and you know, ready to move forward. Um, and, you know, I'm particularly not a fan of the Garfield verse, so hopefully that does not move forward. Interesting. Now, there's it, been a push to maybe make, you know, the Venom verse, the Garfield verse, and have those guys square off. So Shamari's saying uh, he'll see none of that. <laughs> we know how he feels about Venom. I mean, well, look, if they want to put Venom and Garfield in a, in a box and move that away from the MCU, I'm cool. But. Shamari's like, don't expect to see me there, though, <laughs> to watch it. I'm just, I'm just talking, oh, what's ne- Charlie Cox's next project? Garfield. I'll be like, ah, <laughs> all right, you know, maybe you see that, fine. I did see someone, I don't remember who, again, all these spoopers, you know, my apologies for not, I guess, 100% crediting you, but there's so many of you guys out there nowadays. But I did see one <laughs> one person, I guess, hinting scooper? that, yeah, I know, right? Uh, hinting that Venom 3 is going to have Spider-Man in it. And that it's going to be like, like, a Spider Venom versus Spider Man movie. Um, I don't know if that's the case, but um, mm. or which Spider Man it is. Again, you would assume Garfield, but I don't know. Um, I don't remember if that was. It's just so odd to do a Venom movie and say that it's it's yeah Venom Spider Man's in it. It's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I mean, it's we got a yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, there was a time where it was a it was a brief time, but. It was kind of weird to see Iron Man as a side character in Spider-Man movie. Iron Man was so big, you know. Uh, that was more so because of Downey as much as what the character. But yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be a weird. It's gonna be a weird. It's gonna be a weird thing if that if that's the direction they want to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of these post-credit scenes, I am mostly I'm okay with what we got. I obviously I enjoyed them more than EJ did. Um, in terms of, because I thought the first one a little underwhelming in terms of the Venom thing, but at least it accomplished getting the symbiote into the MCU. And then, I mean, I was I liked the the, the Doctor Strange trailer, so uh, overall I enjoyed it. Um, on the one hand, it does sound cool to have gotten scenes. I mean, that's something I talked about. Was we really got no added thing about those universes. Uh, we had very little. We got some talk about what happened with those characters, but. Um, and how they've developed, but, you know, no real hint to any sort of universe beyond what we've seen for the most part, um, any villains or any adventures. Yeah. But, um, the thing I always pitched before the movie that wasn't going to happen probably that I still, you still say you could have went in that direction. This was the plan was I thought you could have introduced Miles Morales in one of those two guys universes. I think right. right now it sounds like their plan is to keep him in the MCU, which there's value in that. I think you could. I think he could be in both. You know, in, in this Spider Verse world, it's also it's so weird that that's their idea because Miles Morales started outside of the six. That's what I'm continuity. saying. Like you could have him in another universe and then come into the MCU, and that's not it's not not canon. It's not weird. Like it's normal. So that's why I think it almost would be cool to see him in another universe. Right. But um, what they set up with Donald Glover and whatnot, you know already i think that's still something that they're that they plan on going back to um but i thought that would have been 
apropos, but besides that, you know, the the thing, I mean, obviously, the only thing you really would show with McGuire would be, uh, would be showing MJ, you know, whatever happened with her, him and MJ, probably, and Kirsten Dunst. Um, and then with Garfield, I mean, you're talking about showing, um, I mean, probably something with Gwen Stacy, you know, some sort of grave site, you know. But yeah, besides, or, or, I, I, I seen a lot of people say that, you know, after the film, you know, the first thing that uh, Andrew Garfield did, Andrew Garfield's Spider Man did when he got back to his world was go on every search engine possible and search uh, MJ Watson to find <laughs> to find this MJ that that Peter One and Peter Two keep talking about. That's the love of their lives. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's, they had some videos of scrolling through different apps trying to find who's yeah. MJ Watson <laughs> in, his, in his universe. Oh, that, that would have been that would have been maybe his thing. I actually think that would have been neat if he would have been like somehow he captured his world and he ran into someone who was MJ. That would have been cool. It was supposed to be Shailene Woodley, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers' fiance, but they cut her out of the movie. Amazing Spider-Man too. Really? Yeah, some people. Oh, well, I didn't know. I for, either forgot or did not know that. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a small thing. I mean, Spider-Man two was trying to do. They trying to do the most, bad. man. Spider-Man 2 was trying to do the most. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was, like, in the movie. When yeah, they cut I, remember, her out. I remember Rhino was in that joint. And, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was just... You know, I was just about to say, I mean, does any... I feel, I feel we're talking about these movies, I'm like... You remember how bad Amazing Spider-Man... And, look, I, I'm not trying to be something... <laughs> if you like the movies, great. But I don't like those movies, man. A lot of people... Spider-Man that's the thing we always gotta say. You can talk about what's good or bad, but then you, there has to be some... Whether you like a movie or not, you have to have some... The fact that a lot of people didn't like this film, you like, which is a lot you know, of people didn't like. Which is my issue with a lot of times with the Zack Snyder fans, that. you know that when it comes to and then the Garfield fans, it's like you can say what you want about how great you think Garfield with Peter Parker. There's got to be some reckoning that a lot of people just did not like these movies. So you got to live with that, you know. So so I see what you're saying on that, Shan. Yeah, it's just not a good movie. So I, you know, it's I mean, talking about doing those movies again, and there's a lot of excitement around Spider-Man, and I'm like, hey, look, he was good in this, uh, but in his own thing, as his own Peter, it just did not work for me at all. So, you know, I'm kind of hoping. <laughs> but we get, we, I mean, in its the, own the thing that I will say obviously is that, and you know, you know, that movie, the first one is is a passable movie. First one is is okay. It's passable, you know. I you still know. I wasn't a big fan of the, even then still, but right. I, didn't, I, didn't I, I would say the closest. What, what would we say the closest comparison to that is? It's probably not Man of Steel. It's probably a little below that, but like, I'm uh, not as big a fan. Maybe of Man I of put that in the same category as like Spider Man Three. Like no, trilogy. I don't no. think it's that bad. I, and I do I, not. I, 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 I do not. I, I do not love I the Garfield. Like, I'm just saying. I'm just, again, this goes back. <laughs> Spider Man Three is really bad, though. Yeah, that's closer to Amazing Spider Man Two. Um, that like, maybe. some people think yeah, that maybe. those are like. Yeah, those those are the two worst Spider Man movies to me. Oh, they're definitely not energy. Spider Man Two is Amazing Spider Man Two is worse than that movie. <laughs> I wow, scold the hot take there. I mean, they're both I don't terrible. Think that's a hot take. Spider-Man 3 is garbage. Amazing Spider-Man 2, everything they did with Jamie Foxx was horrible. The Harry stuff was bad. I I like dating the Han as Harry Osborn. I don't don't even like Peter. Peter was bad from start to finish. It was all terrible. The Gwen Stacy thing was was, was, was done pretty well. Yeah, I thought the Gwen Stacy thing was done very well. It's crazy because so much was done badly. They did did that really well. But 
it just at that point you kind of you kind of checked out of the you movie. Just checked out. I know, yeah, you just checked out. You're just like, all right, they Everything did the thing surrounding any kind of conflict in that movie was just it, it was just it was really poor. It's like I watched that scene like without watching any other context recently. Someone posted it on Twitter, and I'm watching the scene like, man, this is a good scene. It's like I'm and like, honestly, it was I, I could I could actually enjoy it more because I wasn't watching it in the midst of that ridiculous last arc that they did. Right, right, yeah, and and the um. In Spider-Man 3, I didn't... So, a lot of it, of course, I don't like. I didn't hate the Sandman stuff. I didn't hate the... Uh, um, uh, the Harry stuff. I actually thought the Harry stuff was... Oh, great. I hate that. Oh, no, the Harry stuff was good. Yeah, I think that's going to be controversial. I like that's, the Harry that, stuff. That is, that is controversial. That man had amnesia because he hit his head, bumped his head on the gli- with the glider. No, that that was that was garbage to me. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't I didn't hate the Harry stuff as much as other people did. There were a lot of issues in the movie, right? Uh, like, did you like Peter smacking? Did, did you, did you like Peter? Well, Peter smacking up MJ. That happened in that. I'm movie. not saying there weren't issues. I'm saying there are a lot of issues. <laughs> I'm so just what, saying. What I say is this: I, you know, I man, think that, that movie has some problems, man. To me, I think like, this is like comparing Fantastic Four: Rise of Silver Surfer to the to the to the other the reboot. Yeah, the reboot. Probably, like, yeah. you, you know, the first one is, is not terrible. It's, it's not a great movie, but it's, I can watch it. it's, it's watchable. The I second one is pretty, pretty, pretty bad. The second one is just unwatchable. Yeah. Fantastic Four, I can't watch that movie. Yeah, exactly. Or, or just watch it just to laugh at a few parts, but I'm not going to sit and waste two hours watching this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched half of it. I, I didn't even watch that. I told you I watched also, the quote, I think quote, that good half of Fantastic Four. Rise of the Super Surfer is more watchable in part because you at least like the character. <laughs> like so, Spider Man three, even if the, both those movies, Silver Surfer and Spider Man three, are all both awful, but it still has characters and stories. Yeah, still yeah, maybe that's a difference that's, for me. That's, that's I don't fair. like anyone. Where you, if Spider-Man. you're not invested in anything that's going on, I don't in like, other movies. I don't even like Peter. Yeah. I don't like Peter, and, and I barely like Spider Man. There's no chance that you're. So like it's like I'm not. I don't like anything about that movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta sit down and give that. I gotta sit down and give that movie another. I mean, I've never watched it, as I told you guys. I've only watched the I only watched the third act, and it's again, it's it's just an abomination. It's so bad. X X Men: The Last Stand or Spider Man Three? That's always the debate. That's always the debate. That's always 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 the debate, and I I always still lean Last Stand is worse. Last Stand is worse, really. Yeah, I always lean Last Stand is worse. Maybe because I'm an X Men. Maybe because I'm I'm an X Men fan, so that one felt more of an affront to me. Yeah, I probably lean Spider Man three. Honestly, that's worse. Um, I I probably just because we rewatched Last Stand fairly recently. Yeah, and I wasn't hating some of the stuff. There are some arcs in the beginning. Yeah, with Kelly and the in the Cure. Yeah, I liked Angel. Angel, and I like that stuff. And then it really just goes way off the rails later. But um, with all the Jean Grey and all that stuff. But (laughs) but I mean, I like the beginning. Spider Man three was. I mean, it was. There was a lot, so much wrong with that movie. Right. Um, but again, I did like the sand. I liked Sandman and some of the Harry stuff. I didn't need. Right. So that's that's, that's all. <laughs> and I, I personally look. I know this is gonna get a lot of flag, but I like Topher Grace that he brought. Oh boy, yeah, no, that's gonna. Jesus probably, Christ! You know, yeah, I like Topher. I like to, Yeah, that is that is definitely. The, I felt bad for the guy. I, was like, I, think, I, think, I think Tom guy, Hardy's a better better rock than Grace. I don't know what to, I don't know who he's playing, but you know, he's playing Tom Hardy. Oh, wait, Tom, Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy is not playing. In Eddie Brock. <laughs> he's familiar, not the normal. There you go. A, a familiar to to me or anyone else. <laughs> people like it. 
people like it, and that's why. Like, like, uh, like, like Guy Fieri or like Joe Rogan or something. That's it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I like the Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan, Eddie Brock, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, yeah, because, again, like, Eddie Brock's supposed to be, like, he's supposed to be way more slimy than, like, than, than Tom Hardy's portrayal. Tom Hardy's yeah, portrayal yeah. is, like, way more altruistic, and he just seems a little more misguided. Yeah. Right. But, right. But seems smart and, like, very capable. Like, like you know, Eddie Brock, again, it's kind of like a, he's kind of like, he's like a weasel, you know? And I do think that Toby Grace, Grace un- was good. He, understood, he understood the weasel <laughs> aspect of it, but, I mean, that's, that's the only part of the assignment he understood. Let me just put it that way. Um, well, that's going to wrap this week's show, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. Of course, if you like all of our shows, make sure you check us out on the New Generation Podcast Network. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. This is a big year, 2022. Me and the guys, we had a great meeting uh, this, this week talking about what we want to do, the ideas we have for this year. There'll be a lot of changes. There's going to be a lot of new ideas that you guys will be seeing. So this is definitely going to be a fun ride. So I hope you guys stick with us throughout. Again, follow us on YouTube and uh, through our podcast, throughout all the uh, DSP channels that we're on. Be sure to follow us on social media. Um, we're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. Follow us individually on social media. Shamar can be found on Instagram and Snapchat, MCSham22. Kendall could be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. I can be found on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys again for checking us out. We'll be back once again with more uh, Hero Talk in a bit. For Kendall, Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.